there, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Defend Your Movie with a crossover with. Stand by your band. <laughs> Woo! Call you and Vincent. That's right. That's Don't right. worry, we stopped last week's episode for a cookie break, so uh, you're right at home, Tom. No, there's no time for cookie breaks. We're in a rush. I, by the way, I am Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street. And I'm Tommy Ooh. McNamara, the Dog of Wolf Street. Wow. Oh, they got dog. nicknames. They got nicknames. We just came up with audi- an audience name. Do you guys yeah. have an audience name? Uh, we call them the, the yeah, Defenders. The we defenders. Defenders. Ours, defenders. I actually good. forgot we haven't said in a while. Ours are piss freaks. Piss freaks. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's a running joke, a joke that is not true, that I'm a big piss fetish guy. Is that how how it started? Yeah, hey, I heard. Well, you know, rumors don't just start. (laughs) Yes, they do. (laughs) It had to come from somewhere. Not just me throwing it out there. Well, you know the saying, all rumors are true. (laughs) That old adage. I'm not saying that Tommy loves piss. He just must like it a little bit for it to be true. (laughs) I'm not saying like dossier type love. I didn't think we'd get into it this quickly. Yeah, it's true. That's Sean Donnelly. I'm Andy Fiore. We're here with the Stand By Your Band guys, uh, Tommy McNamara and Tom Takar. And uh, we got a, a two-on-two battle today. We have a two-on-two yeah. battle, and I really can't wait because I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. <laughs> uh, and this is going to feel good, I didn't though. realize that this is what we were doing. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've been entered into a battle that I do support, oh, but so I wait, don't so remember. What did you think it was? To. I thought we were just going to discuss these two movies, these fine classics. Ah! It's essentially what one, it is. Cl- one what clearly is. better than the other, that being that thing you do. See, yeah. So Tom thought we would have a passive-aggressive battle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, you know like, how... I thought we just talk, you know? <laughs> chit-chat. What were you going to say? Well, you know how like in the Super Bowl, the two teams meet at midfield and just kind of talk about who's better, and then they don't really, <laughs> they don't yeah. actually play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, just, they text each other. Yeah, and... yeah. How's, your, how's your wife? Good? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Have a good game. Let's not play the game uh no i think that because you know what it was i i because a lot of times this happens on our show and i i feel like it probably happens on yours too because it's a very similar concept where people will come on and they'll be like and you guys have to kind of not shit on them for liking a certain band yes but they're technically like defending the band so you kind of be like well, there's probably certain bands that you're like well, i do like that band yeah mm-hmm. yeah we run into that a lot we run course. into it where we're like we do like the movies, and then we have to take one yes. side. But some of them work out. Like this one is actually one where I like both movies, but one of them I do think is a clearly better movie. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? And we're taking yeah. me and Andy are taking Almost Famous, of course, right. and Tom and Tommy are taking uh, <laughs> That Thing You that Do, thing which you I do. absolutely featuring love, featuring the Oneida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, let's, let's be honest. It's a glorified Tom Hanks side Tom project. Tom Hanks totally. <laughs> directorial debut. It's direction side product. Oh, yeah, it's the first movie ever directed. It was. It was? He, yeah. he knew no, it wasn't going to be a juggernaut. Let's be honest. <laughs> a juggernaut. You guys only picked Almost Famous because you're trying to get on WTF with Mark Maron. You know he's in it. Lock the game. It's a transparent play for you guys both to do double hey, I, I listen to the first that. ten minutes of that show every week. Okay? <laughs> hey, <laughs> little, known, little known fact about me: I've already done it. So oh, I, is nice. that true? <laughs> I, I fast forward through that part of the movie only. <laughs> um, let me ask you: Why? Why would you? Because I love the two that we were doing these two. Why would you? What do you think about that you think you do that you love? Do you okay. guys both love it? I yes. really love it. Yeah. I really love really? it as well. One of my first favorite movies of all time. Killer soundtrack. One of the greatest Killer soundtracks. Soundtrack. Killer soundtrack. It's their songs. Is it all Yeah, them? you're also you're, but you're, going, you're going up against rock gods. Uh, like classics. Which and classics? They're no Fever wonders. Fever Dog. Fuck out of here. Almost, <laughs> Almost Famous is one of the only movies, it, the only of two movies that 
Led Zeppelin personally gave the rights to? It was Paddington 2. And it was, uh... <laughs> oh, no, that Fast Times. Yeah. Okay. And Monsters, Inc. <laughs> um, and also, the, the original music in Almost Famous is written by one half of the band Heart, which is fucking badass. Yeah, Nancy what, Wilson, Nancy Cameron Crowe's husband, well, wife. Can't wife, yeah. Sounds like broken heart to me. <laughs> Not 80s heart, 70s heart. Uh, so that's what I'm wondering. Who did? Who do you know who created the music? Like the Wonders? Uh, Jimmy and uh, Guy. <laughs> oh, no, so it's a documentary now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you idiots are talking about a fake band. <laughs> no, because I'm wondering if it was like Tom Hanks writing the songs yeah, with I them. I can't or imagine that's right. Do you know Tom? I don't know, but yeah, we should we look that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we probably I feel like the guy, talking. what's his name? Oh, the guy, the, he's the main guy. He's the drummer. He's supposed to be a cool drummer. Oh, Guy. Guy, name, but right? in, real, in real life, because he had like a, he was like big for like five years. He did yeah. American Werewolf in Paris. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know who you mean. Uh, whatever his name is, you that guy, I can almost, I don't know for a fact, I can guarantee you he, I can almost guarantee you that he plays the that drums That he actually was playing it because in Because he yeah. had that thing to it. Well, he was a drummer that in La La Land. did? <laughs> That's true, yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. What? Boys. It was, it was good. It's beyond. Thanks, Tommy. <laughs> I caught it. What'd you say? Uh, <laughs> like, he almost had that thing, and I was like... Fill it in. That thing he did. Yeah. Uh, not, Tom Everett Not good Scott. on the revisit. <laughs> not good on the revisit. Tom Everett Scott. Tom Everett Scott. Yeah. Tom Everett Scott. Yeah. Thank you. So I've got some breaking news okay. on who wrote uh, the song That Thing You Do. Uh, the song was written by Adam Schlesinger, uh, not related to uh, Liza. The but, party goblin? But the bassist of a little group called Fountains of Wayne. Whoa. Oh, yeah. What up, Jers? You must feel stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows Fountains of Wayne is better than Heart. <laughs> I thought it was the guy who started Movie Phone. <laughs> that's, that's Andrew Jarecki. That's somebody different. Hello. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, you lost on that one. Okay, that's one well, point. I don't know about all that. Fountains of Wayne are arguably good. Stacy's mom. No, they are good. Oh, wait, I hate that song. <laughs> but she's got it going on. You got a real toss-up, maybe not even so much of a toss-up in Behind the Camera. Hanks versus Cameron Crowe. I got to give you Cameron Crowe on this one. Yeah. I can I can I, I make a to. point? Yes. Tom Hanks never made a movie called We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> Not a bad movie. But it does. I like rhyme We Bought a Zoo. Saw it. It's great. It does rhyme with that thing you do. So <laughs> consider that. Have you thought about that? <laughs> that thing you do. We bought a zoo. What else has Hanks done? What other Hanks? He did like a documentary about space, about Apollo. I think he directed like one of the episodes. Did he direct Apollo 13? No. That was no, Ron no, Howard. No. He did the Greek Ron Howard. Like yeah. an actual documentary about, yeah, about yeah, the yeah. Apollo missions. He, that's the thing about Hanks. Now, we kind of shit on him. Not a Hanks household here. Not a Hanks household. I didn't know that. Wow. I do like him a lot. I just, when you put him up against certain things, this that thing you do for Hanks, like Hanks, Tom Hanks is like obsessed with like the sixties. Like yeah. he loves sixties nostalgia. He produced the CNN, yeah, the history the of sixties. Oh, did he really? Documentaries. Yeah, yeah. He did the Apollo mission one. He loves everything from that era, which, which I I, comm- I like the fact, but like this just feels like more of that. That's why it feels like a smaller scale movie than Almost Famous. It's definitely sure. a smaller scale, yeah, of course. Yeah, but I, I I just feel more emotional connection to it. I don't Cause, know. Yeah, because it's I think it's going to be more circumstances of when you watched it than like the this movie is a itself. lot like our podcast, which is this is our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're here. <laughs> that thing you do, like yeah, we saw it when I'm assuming you were what a we, child. Oh, you're going to say there's a certain thing. There's we a nostalgic about, factor. We do that sure, all the time. Yeah, where I saw this movie. 
it I, I watched a bunch of clips from it today and I I was brought back it taught me about romance um it's a great romantic comedy I guess it would be that I think it would sorry, be categorized as that, but Almost. it's more... Oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's more now we would look at it as a dramedy, I guess. Yeah. But... Because <laughs> it the, is kind of... It's very dramatic throughout. Yes. And I remember it felt tragic when I was a child, because you want them to succeed. And watching the clips as an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course the, this was never going to work out. <laughs> See, for me, you have, like, Liv Tyler in it. I love Liv something Tyler. Something else about music. You don't like Liv Tyler? It, make, it just makes me think, I'm like, oh, this is like... When she was in Empire Records, and then Dude, it gives yeah. like a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. But like, I'm not saying it's bad. I actually enjoy watching it. And Steve Zahn, I love. He's Steve Zahn's wonderful. Steve Zahn's great. He's so funny. Yeah, he's great. But he's I, when delight. it comes to, I think when it comes to almost famous for me at least, cast the I mean. cast is unbelievable. Oh, who's in it? Billy Crudup, who's <laughs> fucking. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Kate Hudson, the probably arguably what? No live time. Hands down, right. the best thing she's done. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Zoe Deschanel. Uh, how to lose a guy in ten days. Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. It is a great Zoe Deschanel. William Fugit. And it was uh, Mark Maron. Is it the best thing Cameron Crowe's done? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Jerry Maguire's probably. Jerry Maguire. Better, better than Almost Famous? I don't know. Wait, what? Who? What's better? I almost Famous. On, I think on revisit you might change your mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, they're close though. I like both. I, I like both films. But the point is, you're but at peak Cameron Crowe because you're right. He's at like we bought a zoo time right now, and like and kind of out of the game a little bit. Back guys, then, uh, we bought a zoo. Was what, not 90... a bad movie. I didn't see it. It got <laughs> panned, Andy. It. Just it's give, fine. All it's... right, the premise alone. Come on, <laughs> the name. <laughs> That's bad. But... It's, what's we gonna defend Hotel for Dogs next? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you're at peak Cameron Crow time. Oh yeah. Like what's that? '96. That's like the almost famous. Yeah. No, 2000. Oh, 2000. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But you're still peak Cameron. I even I I'm a Cameron Crow apologist. Cameron Crow. I even liked uh, uh, Vanilla Sky, and nobody likes that. Nobody, I hated nobody likes Vanilla Sky. Did you hate it? I hated it. I, I love that. it. Singles. I was too young. Singles also great. Oh, yeah, movie. Singles. That's Cameron Crowe. That's like Singles nice. doesn't hold. Singles is like, is like a quintessential 90s. I think you have to be like 20 in the 90s to like Singles, even to this day. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, that's like, it's like when people used to watch like, Married people watch Mad About You. They'd be like, "This is exactly our life." <laughs> like, things change in twenty. Tom years. and I do that too. Yeah, we still <laughs> watch old Mad About You. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was like people loved Mad About yeah, You. I loved Mad About You. Yeah. Again, I was a romantic child. <laughs> that's Ooh. that's why this. That's why. Like, that's I think why. It's like everything that rhymes. Mad About You. We bought a zoo. <laughs> that thing you do. I do think it's weird. That when you first did our podcast, you talked about counting crows, and now you're talking about Cameron, Cameron crows. crows. Oh I, my god! What do you do with the crow fetish? I like Hell anything yeah. involved with crows. I do. <laughs> those two crow cartoon seat. crows from those old racist cartoons. That guy who got <laughs> murdered in a movie <laughs> that he was filming. A murder of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> murder of crows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything with the word crow in it, I just love. I can't, you know, I can't get away from it. Uh, but no, when it comes to this stuff, I just think. Quality of film wise, and 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 if you really want to start arguing it, and as far as experience goes, like Tom Hanks, like he was in it and he's great in it, but even he even kind of phones it in in the movie. Like, yeah, you're not even getting like you're not even getting like 
like like top of the line Tom Hanks in this. Look, we can argue about uh, facts all day. <laughs> Let's talk about feelings a little bit. <laughs> all right, uh, in the movie That Thing You Do, we are taught uh, we see we see a love story develop between a drummer and a beautiful uh, roadie. I guess what is Liv? She's the she's girlfriend of the, of the lead. Band. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's the girlfriend out. of yeah, but yeah. she's the girlfriend of the, and she yeah. the monologue. I wasted a thousand kisses on how you. How many kisses? How how uh, what's the love story in Almost Famous? A pedophile story? It feels <laughs> like flower the boy. Yeah, yeah. He's taking no, advantage. Like the same oh, age. coming of no, age. He's he's that's wait, a crush yes, movie. When he does lose his virginity, they are like the same age. He's fifteen. But when then he goes isn't off she hooking up with the lead singer of that band? Penny Lane is hooking up with. Well, she's uh, being human trafficked, basically. <laughs> yeah, taking her on her own volition. Sure, sure, romantic, but. Is it the show sure, they played a card game where there were women at stake? Fine. Wait, are you me but... chewing Billy Crudup right now? <laughs> Who right. watches The Watchmen? Yes. <laughs> Who watches The Watchmen? <laughs> no, I think that she. No, I think she's supposed to be like 18. So that would make sense then. Supposed or, to be, or no? Maybe maybe she's like sixteen. I think yeah. she's like sixteen. Yeah, because I just watched. I actually just watched Almost Famous for the first time in its complete uh, in it, in the you know in to completion to completion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I finally finished while watching <laughs> Almost Famous. No, I I just finally watched the whole thing uh, like maybe six months ago or something like that. So I got to watch it with the the fresh perspective, and I'm pretty sure she's young. Uh, she's and young it's a in creepy it. Creepy right. ass relationship. And, uh, you know, I don't support that sort of thing. And if that's what you guys are into, <laughs> that's fine. But I'll stick with that thing you do, but, which is consensual. <laughs> but also corny as fuck. Corny as <laughs> fuck. Well, those, those dudes, back in the day, they were, they were, like, because I, I don't think we talked about this in the show because we never talked about Almost Famous, but, like, it's, like, insane what they were doing. Like, there's an article, I don't know if you remember this, you remember when David Bowie died, there was a woman who wrote an article, but it wasn't her, like, calling him out, it was... A Me Too, it wasn't a Me Too article, it was, she was like 13, and she was like a Penny Lane type, and she went to one of those hotels, and she had sex with David Bowie. And he was like, probably 20, 20, late 20s by that point, whatever it was, even 30. And she was 13 years old, and and the article, the point of the article, she was like, I, she goes, I had no, I had, had no issues with it, I did not. He didn't like, get forced into it. I knew what I was doing. It's what I wanted to do. What so it year was, just was this? a different time. 70-something? Oh, see, back then, women's ages worked like dogs' ages. <laughs> <laughs> so it was different. It actually was different back then. But I'm yeah. just saying it's interesting because now of what's going on, and then you had some – back then, I'm like – why didn't he get shit anyway for it? When that article came out, why didn't dead David yeah, he Bowie... he still should have gotten shit He should have gotten... Even, even if the lady's fine It's the Michael it. Jackson uh, syndrome. You just you just kind of look the other way, because he's Bowie. Right! But still, yeah, but that right. doesn't make it okay. That's nah, fine. <laughs> Posthumously, we should have fucking shit on David Bowie for yeah. that. But I, Here's the, the platform where we're doing it. Yeah, this will get national coverage. <laughs> so I think when it comes down to it, I, I, what are your feelings when you t- when you when you first watched Almost Famous? Is there your loved it, you- loved it because I'm a that's like, I'm a rock and roll guy. That's my music. I love it. I mean, he looks it, like he's in the freaking movie. Yeah, that's true. You you could be in the movie. Yeah, no, totally. Put I could be in the movie. Sorry, that's a joke that never mind. That's not worth going into. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's no, it's like the great things about rock and roll and the debauchery and all that stuff you you love and you, as a kid you did kind of fantasize about and thought that those guys were gods for all those reasons versus kind of the boy bands of you know 
the '60s. It's like the good guy, the haircuts, yeah, the clean cut. So like, sure. uh, yeah. So almost famous is following. Let's say like I don't it's know, following like, like '70s rock and like roll. Name like a band, Allman like Brothers, maybe. Thin Lizzy, or like, or like a Aerosmith. Black Sabbath wasn't it supposed to be kind like of like that? Yeah, yeah. His first assignment was to go see Black Sabbath, yeah, that was and, that's, and still one was opening for Black Sabbath. And your yeah. movie is yes. following like Flock of Seagulls. Well, like, no, not at all. That's a totally wrong Beatles. That's a one hit wonder. One hit wonder. Like a shitty Beatles, it yeah. seems yeah. like. Yeah. Which I'm sure yeah. there were a million of in the yeah. 60s. I that we know, just I know time-wise, yeah. but Flock of Seagulls sounds funny, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Flock of Seagulls is pretty good if you go back and oh, read the catalog. <laughs> so here's what I will say, though. The soundtrack to Almost Famous is definitely better, but I mis- I misunderstood the point. I think that the actual song, That Thing You Do, is much better than the song Fever Dog, which is pretty much the only song we hear still want to play. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's, yeah. That is absolutely I think you do is catchy. Yeah. I mean, I that's that what one. I meant, too, is that the bands, yeah. Okay. Compared, no, you're you right. don't get to cheat and use better music. <laughs> <laughs> like Led Zeppelin versus The Wonder? <laughs> well, come on. The way that you're saying so you're saying it was no, the no, dream. No, the dream, the, like the rocker thing. This was the dream for me to, to be <laughs> oh, a drummer. Yeah, I mean, look at that blazer. To be a drummer who makes the, the pretty lady fall in love, you know, and kiss her right for once in front of a bellhop who stares for too long. Well, at this point, was li- how old were you when this came out? Oh, let me see. What you guys are substantially younger than me Let's and Andy. See. Shit. Because I'm wondering if Liv Tyler, like, was she, was it Aerosmith video crush level yet? No, I mean, uh, she was past that. It was past that? She'd yeah, already yeah, been in Armageddon that. and stuff, yes. right? Yes. I believe, or it well, was Armageddon was 98, then. I know, off the top of my head for some reason. Yeah, that's right. No, it's, it's <laughs> but she was in uh, uh, Empire she was Records. In all, yeah, the Aerosmith videos. I think it was post Empire Records. She was so, it's so crazy how popular she was. And then she was Lord of the Rings. She has a good career. She has a good career. Congrats, Liv. Yeah. We love Strangers is a great movie. Empire, God, I love that movie. Yeah. 96 is what we're talking about. Okay. okay. Empire Records might be one of the corniest movies <laughs> on the history of the planet. So but like, it's still watchable. That, it kind of remind, you know, it's like it reminds me of that like that time when that, that came era. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not the same time period in the movie. That but you was know what I'm her. Saying. Yeah. Well, how, when was it? So, 96, so I was about, you know, probably 8, 9. Oh, see, that's oh, why. Yeah, I, I'm was eight, right I was 18. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't have the connection, but I did like the movie. I do like it. Yeah. And you know what? You mostly like it. I think you like it because of Tom. I like it because of Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is great. I was yeah. like, I remember being disappointed as a child that Tom Hanks wasn't in the band because that's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and oh. I loved Tom Hanks as a kid, you know? Yeah. I mean, I loved uh, You've Got Mail. I think that might have been after this, though. I um, think it was, yeah. But everything he had done, you know? You've, you've Got Mail was so funny because You've Got Mail actually came out when AOL Mail was already kind of done. I think it was like on its way out. Oh, that was really? the year the I got movie. AOL. It's basically a commercial yeah. for AOL. Yeah. R- really? 98? That was the got... year I remember I got AOL because like <laughs> wow, they had they used to have those They used to have those discs. Like we didn't yeah. have yeah. Yeah. 5000 hours. And yeah, and I would I was like so excited. The movie totally worked on me as a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I still have an AOL account because of that. <laughs> I moved to Seattle. Tom, Tom's, like, <laughs> Tom's like if I get an AOL I get to fuck this older lady. That's crazy. <laughs> That's how Mellencamp got her. <laughs> Um, but when it comes to see that's the thing like and like you said on your show normally with the bands it happens yeah. it happens all the time with movies because yeah. people will go you go this movie sucks they'll go listen I saw it with my buddies we're at this place we're at the mall we did this mm-hmm. I made out with a girl afterwards it was like it's, it's like it's the thing around the movie yeah, yeah, that yeah, really yeah. solidifies it more than the actual movie and I can only imagine how music does that oh, oh for sure even it, more so it's it's a lot for music but a lot of times I because 
I think a lot of the bands that people bring on are bands that we also grew up with for the most part. So we, a lot of times, will be like, yeah, the, I I understand why you love Pink or whatever. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but when it comes to, see, Almost Famous, I, I'm i trying to think of the reasons that I loved it. I, well, I, it is autobiographical, too. I mean, I don't know yeah. how much. Like, I know Hanks, you, what you kind of alluded to, is... is is more is more fond of that era is why he made the movies. Cameron Crowe actually lived this story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, he was a journalist. Like he, he was like a teenage journalist, mm-hmm. and I think he went on uh, the road with like a bunch of bands, like Zeppelin, Almond Brothers. And I think I read somewhere that Dwayne Almond was the guy who jumped off the roof at a house party oh, wow. into the pool. Shit. Yeah, that's like an actual thing that he remembers from Dwayne oh, Allman. That that's a real, I yeah, know yeah. that's a real story. I'm a golden I'm god. I'm a golden god. Yeah, that, yeah. Isn't that the actual line? I think so, yeah. It's like Dwayne, or the, at least they were that's like great. bullshit. <laughs> like, and also, the, with the hotel they go to in San Francisco, there was a real hotel like yeah. that. that was just debauchery every 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 day. Yeah, it was yeah. like a rock and roll hotel. Rock and roll hotel. Yeah, so there's a lot of like true... Shit in it. What do you have? True was well, uh, you have Steve Zahn. You have that is true. There is, it is actually true that Steve Zahn went to Disneyland. <laughs> that is true. Steve Zahn. At some point in his life. Let me ask you this. <laughs> and this is a spoiler, but like at the end when they like kind of it's done, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aren't because doesn't it, yeah Steve Zahn just like goes and gets married in that movie like yeah. how disappointing is that? <laughs> hey, back then that was the he was living the American dream. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know that he also invested in Apple. No, oh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make the movie more relevant it's on, the, on the Blu-ray. <laughs> what was it with Hank? Him and Forrest Gump, They're both big <laughs> Apple investors. Uh, no, but I, I also like, I think also where these both movies are are similar is. Uh, being time period, yeah, things. time like, period. Yeah. Who nailed it more? I I think the look of almost famous. I think because it was so maybe also because it was part of a true story. Things I mean, truer to me, you know. even though. But then that thing you do, like they nail it on every on you know, every, yeah. the the scenery, the background, the scenery, everything. When, like looked, the TV I, stores, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude. The part where they play the song on the radio for the first time. So that's it's literally cool my one of my favorite moments in any movie. It's like pure unbridled joy on screen. It's so good. Yeah, it's that's just, another category we could do, which we do on this one. Iconic scenes. Yeah, done that before. Oh, there's a few. Okay, well, I, almost famous. We they pick... got the. You got, come on, you gotta lock the gates. No, I just. Shit my pants. <laughs> what if they put on like a? You know when AFI puts out like the top 100 movie quotes of all time? If like number three was lock the gates. <laughs> no, uh, a, a tiny dancer on the bus. Yeah, yeah. Tiny dancer. Uh, that's a and that's a music. Time. You know, that's a music scene right there, yeah. man. But again, yeah. a song that was already good without this film. We don't need this film to make that song good. Very true, but didn't it help? Yeah, well, but even when you're talking iconic, I mean, didn't it, wasn't yeah. it didn't help it, but it kind of it makes you like get more excited about it when yes. you hear it. I think. Uh, so we, are we each gonna pick one? Is that how this works? No, that no, no, we just if you go up okay. against that. The, the scene going against the dartboard. The scene where uh, Jimmy quits the band and I quit. He, I quit. I quit. I quit. I can't snap. Where I would be. Uh, <laughs> I quit. be snapping also. Yeah. yeah, that's. I quit. That's a corny scene. Oh, it's great. No, no. Oh, my God. I'll give you the. the what, Sorry, I was just ladies, he's engaged. I was just. Oh talking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just good. talking about that one scene when you said that they heard on the radio. That's probably the only scene that I'm like, oh, that's the best scene of the movie. That's a great scene. I'm trying to think of a couple. There, um, was, I just watched a couple. I mean, 
Oh, I gotta I say, the the kiss between uh, Guy and Liv Tyler's character at the end, it's weird how long it is. It's like a two-minute long scene where they're just <laughs> kissing and then go back to kissing. It's, it's like just, a real kiss scene. You know it's what, weird. You know what? There must be a thing on movie sets about kisses. Because it's yeah. funny you say that, because I was just watching, and I mentioned it last week. Technically, we just taped it, but uh, Love Actually, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's a great movie. It's a really great movie. I, 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 I'm, I think I'm comfortable now saying that. Yeah. I think it's a really funny, good Christmas movie. A lot of people's movie. favorite yeah. Christmas movie. Yeah, we were just talking about what you know what's the favorite Christmas movie. But anyway, there's this scene at the end where he goes, I guess he goes to, is it Spain or, or Portugal, where he goes back, where like Colin, Colin Firth. Firth. Yeah, 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 where does he go? Like Greece or something, whatever yeah. he goes to. And he meets up with the girl uh, that he's into, and he just decides on a whim. Like, he's going to go to his family's house, he walks in, and he's like, nah, I got to do what I got to do. And he walks out, which is a really great, another iconic thing. Yeah. But goes, and they kiss at the end, but it's not only long, it's weird. Like, he grabs her head weird, and they're kissing. Like he's kissing the top of her mouth at one point. Like, it's, I don't know, I don't know. I think there must be a thing where the actors, if they don't have real, have real chemistry when kissing, it comes through. Because you're just focused on them kissing. I don't know. I don't remember that scene. Can you show it to me on Tommy? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I'd like to marry you. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> That's a Borat. <laughs> yes. It's a Borat. It's actually a Borat prequel. I don't know if you know that. I love actually. But I think it might be a thing. Like, you hear about sex scenes and you hear about, you know. Yeah. So they must, they must have, and you have the egos involved there. Of so course. If that girl is like, I don't want to fucking kiss this guy, and if yeah. she has to, it comes through. Like, you know, when you watch yeah, two people. Yeah. Like when I when I watch my neighbors kiss, they they kiss great. <laughs> when you see two people kissing and they like they have good chemistry, you're like, oh yeah, you can see it naturally, yes, you know, yeah. whatever. So yeah. like all the porno I watch, they have tons of chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta put these people on the big screen. <laughs> it could be movie stars with this kissing. So I think when it comes to, I'm not saying multiple iconic scenes, but I think if you match up. Listening to the, the band on the radio, uh-huh. fucking uh, uh, Tiny Dancer. Come on, uh, Tiny Dancer is a more famous scene. Almost famous. Uh, what about Rotten Tomatoes? Match them up. Oh, well, that's un- that's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to that. Uh, well, that we don't we don't sing the praises of Rotten Tomatoes. We have an issue with it. Yeah, I, we're I not have going to that rag. Uh, <laughs> while we're looking, Tommy it up, has yeah. another scene. Oh yeah, yeah. there's another scene with the scene where they actually get signed. I always love because Steve Zahn has the line where he goes, "This man in a very nice trailer is asking us to sign a contract. I'm signing, you're signing, we're all signing." <laughs> <laughs> in a very nice trailer, it's such a funny. Steve Zahn is phenomenal. Oh, he's in the that best. Film. Yeah. Well, he's one of them. That's what I'm saying. If you if you didn't have him in it, you kind of need. Yeah. What's his name? I the, think what's his name? The I don't even remember his name, but I love him. I just call him Guy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was the first time I'd heard that as a name, and I thought it was like a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and our our uh, most recent guest Ooh, guy, Guy Montgomery. Yeah. yeah. Um, I what I want to do, I would or what I would like to do also on top of the Rotten Tomatoes thing, if we must, uh, is I want to hear. Is it possible for us to hear the two songs? Like, uh, just oh, a sample of them? We, uh, yes, yeah, we can probably, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. just do it. In the, while, you, while you look those up, I'll go box office draw. Uh, budget on that thing you do is $26 million, which seems high. That does seem kind of high. And drew in $34.5 million. Hey, I know Almost Famous was kind of a disappointment. Yeah. I, I, I don't think out. that this is a measure of, of a good movie, you know. Box office made, Almost Famous made $47.4 million. I feel like the budget was way more, though. Yeah, where it was like it only it became critically stars. acclaimed after, and it was two thousand. It was two thousand. Okay, yeah. let's do that as the last thing we do because Tommy, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna wrap up soon anyway. Oh yeah, budget was sixty million. Damn. Um, All right, you never. You know what? That I'm gonna thing play. I said it, 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 not mattering is wrong. It does matter. <laughs> I'm just gonna play on my phone. Okay, Alex. 
I guess that works, right? Now, first off, we're gonna because we already know we actually agree with you on this. <laughs> I just want the listeners. You to be want the in. you want a music this is what part we do of this. Anyways. You yeah, want a music yeah, part yeah. of this, yeah. yeah. So this is Fever Dog. This is this is from made played by Stillwater from the Almost Famous soundtrack. Okay, it should work. No, this is John Bonham. Hold on, this is when the levee breaks. Oh. Unless it's one place. Oh. Same beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they really indulge. Really, that's a one of my favorite Zeppelin songs. Yeah, so. that's a let's sit in this intro. <laughs> uh. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, our points are going down, down, uh, down. No way, man! <laughs> it's gonna keep going down. You with like the this? lyrics? It's pretty much when the levy breaks. I'll tell you, it's authentic at least. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of uh, uh, I'm Going Hungry when Pearl Jam oh, yeah, teamed yeah. up Temple with of the Dog. Temple yeah, of the yeah. Dog. that had kind of a whiny thing too. Oh, it's yeah. like, I'm going hungry! I don't mind! Oh, yeah. No, I do. Uh, could I write do? a song that sounds exactly like Led Zeppelin and just do that. I like in this because in the... that was one of the bands Crow <laughs> yeah. followed. Should we try before we get to that thing you do? Should we do when the levy breaks and see if it's the beginning? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's compare. But I love that line in Almost Famous when he goes like, "When you said you like Fever Dog, that's the fucking buzz." <laughs> <laughs> one of the uh, lyrics to this is, "Got to spit it out, the taste of the hair of the Fever Dog." Oh, you want to do it? Okay, yeah. right, cool. So it's, not, it's, it's on the top right there. Yeah. I just chose it. The taste of the hair? The taste of the hair, the fever dog. Ugh. So bad. Is this dude eating a dog? Yeah, I think he's Here we go. Is that playing? Eating a dog bite by this bite. Is, now, that was fever dog. Oh, shit. Hold on. Turn it up if you can. It's the exact same song. Wow. And, and even just from this little bit, how much better is this song? Yeah. Even from this two seconds. It's maybe my favorite Zeppelin song of all time. Wow, do me a favor. Now put it back on. We're going to do... Put it back that in. That thing you do. We're going to do that thing I want to give you guys you a little bit of credit here. Suzanne uh, Beth writes, A close contender for the best song in the world. Definitely from the best soundtrack ever and a pretty good movie. Fever too. Dog? She's saying that the sound... The, the song yeah, is better the than the movie. The song is better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's false. <laughs> hey, uh, take now, it up now, with Suzanne Beth. Now, here Beth. we go. Here comes your... Your favorite thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what we're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's what this podcast is called. Defend your favorite thing in the world. Uh, that thing you do. Now let's hear the difference. Hey, and for this, this is where we'll lose. happy we're... horse shit. <laughs> I hate you guys simultaneously bang the table. Perfect pop song. So good. See, here's the thing. Alright, let me listen to it for a second. Like you gotta get more time. Here's my thing about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Fever Dog a little bit. Fever yeah, Dog was a fucking rocker. Fever Dog sounds more authentic than that thing you do does, but that thing you do is a better song. I think that's that a makes fair sense. Point. That makes okay. sense. I get your yeah. point. Fever Dog is like that could have been Sounds that like could a 70s have been song. from a, a B side from a seventies record. This is a manufactured pop song that like is using all the elements of a sixties yeah. late fifties pop song, 
but doesn't sound as authentic as. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe because Fever Dog has the like because it's just overproduced. Maybe it's a little bit overproduced. Mm. Uh, Fever Dog had the the a, a grittier kind of sound to it, whatever it was. No, I so, think you're right. I yeah. think that does make sense. But it is a better song. It's a way better song. You don't mm-hmm. have to play it again. Uh, I think we got it. Uh, Can you just play some of my stand-up before we get out <laughs> Before we go, let's all do quick plugs so that Tom can get out of here. Uh, uh, Tom, yeah. Tom, when are you guys running this? Do you know? What? Do you want to open the two weeks This two from weeks. Friday. Two weeks from now. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think that still makes sense oh, for this. Oh, we do our show. Yeah, so we will be uh, Stand By Your Band Live Sean's featuring Sean and Donnelly. I'll be on it! We'll be uh, January 13th at Union Hall. Yeah, this will uh, be on January 4th. Okay. Perfect. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a show. Nikki Glazer's guest judging. We've got nice. Melissa Villasenor, uh, Martin Urbano. Um, who else do we have on that bad boy? Shalewa Sharp, mm-hmm. Caitlin Palufo. Uh, it's going to be really fun. Come to that. Uh, get tickets at Union Hall. It's seven bucks in advance. Great show. I will be at the Comedy Attic January 17th through the 19th. Uh, come see that. I'm wearing the sweatshirt of the place. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Bloomington, why I Indiana, wore it. baby. Yeah. Uh, Tom, me. We, we're yeah, yeah. Just uh, also go to my website, timemacnumber.com. I'm putting up some new videos. I just did a live Christmas music show, so I'm putting up some videos from that on there. Check those out. Really funny. Uh, next week I will be at Mohegan Sun Comics with Tom Papa then headlining Ooh. City Steam uh, the weekend after that and then f- all Connecticut all January all right. the weekend after that headlining uh, it's a white month Fairfield Comedy Club <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a- so, and uh, andyfiori.com and on social media and all that good stuff and of course most importantly the podcast but Shawnee I'm at Shawnee Time on, on Instagram and Twitter and also I will be at Atlantic City Comedy Club, I think, a week after this airs. So come there. It's fun. It's at the, I don't know, some of the casinos. Look it up on uh, Tropicana. <laughs> Tropicana. Yeah, yeah, Tropicana. Tropicana, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and also, yeah, most importantly, uh, subscribe, rate, and review for the podcast. Let us know what matchups you want us to do. That's we have a bunch of movie. new stuff coming in the new year. So thank you so much, and thank you for doing this, guys. Yeah, boys. Yeah, hey, so thank much thank you guys, guys for doing guys. it. Do you want to stand yeah. by your band? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. Uh, hey, rate and review on iTunes. <laughs> and uh, hey, get on that Patreon. We're going to put some new, we'll have some new episodes. We're going to have you guys on individually, too. Yeah, we've only sure. had you in duos, and we've never had you at all. So we should yeah, do it. Yeah, I'll be great. I'll be at the live show, too, for sure. Tweet us your thoughts about uh, about both these uh, movies and soundtracks. Um, I'm at Tom Takar, Tom A Takar, T H A K K A R. By the way, I know it's a pain in the ass. And I'm Tommy McNam, M C N A M. Bye, bye, bye. Keep it crispy.